You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Carrie the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 222 of the Metal Geeks podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with... Brutal Dave is here. Good evening. What's up, Brutal Dave? How are you, sir? Um, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Good, good. I'm, and we also have with us our other illustrious co-host. Illustrious. Ooh, I like illustrious. that. I looked that word up. Aren't you proud? I'm very, very proud. Thank you. Uh, George, the one and only George trips us. George motherfucking trips us. Come George, on. George motherfucking trips us. There you I go. Was, I, was, I was thinking of the kids, man. I was trying to keep it safe for the kids. Okay. I appreciate that. They appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, how are you guys doing? It's been a couple of weeks since we've seen each other. We actually got to hang out. Yeah, for Dave's B day. Yeah. So my birthday was in June. um, Yeah. But June and July were like crazy busy for uh, a lot of us, but also for me in particular. And um, so I got to do birthday stuff with my wife and my immediate family and didn't get to do anything with anyone else. And I turned 40. And, um, I had told my wife, I was like, you know, it feels like kind of a big landmark for me. I've got feelings about turning 40 and stuff. And I'm like, it'd be really cool to get together and do stuff with people, but we'll have to plan something down the road. So she surprise partied me. I didn't know Hell that, yeah, she did. that was going on. So I don't know awesome. how she did it too, because she was posting on her Facebook page about it. I'm like, how she, is she blocked that me with- specifically from everything that she posted. Oh, is that, is that what she, she filtered. Yeah, she filtered me out of all of those posts. Yeah. So that's so, not. Nice but uh, Justin nice almost. Thing. Justin it's almost spoiled normal, it. Right? Way to go, Justin. Did Justin really spoil it, or he? He almost did. He almost? said something to me about not being able to make it, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I, I just I just dropped it, and he didn't say another word after that. So oh. I figured that like he realized <laughs> he's like, oh so, shit, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, we went to it was cool. We got to go to a Cider Arcade, which is a really cool arcade bar here in Houston. I know there's a couple. There's one in like Austin too, but uh, they don't serve beer or anything. They just serve cider. It's a uh, it's the bishop yeah, cider, it's the right? uh, the bishop cider. It's yeah. their their spot. Yeah, so I like, I'm not. I like ciders. Even, I don't. I am not a cider drinker. Right. Um, which is so. I mean, that was part of the uh, the like subterfuge of this whole thing for my, for me. I don't know if they <laughs> intended it that way, but um, I'm not really like a cider drinker. Yeah. But the the way that I ended up there is that Jeff who does drink cider mm-hmm. was like, Hey, I'm going out to the cider cade this weekend. You should come with me. And I'm like, Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> like, I don't really drink cider, but I play, I play arcade games. So that sounds fun. So let's go yep. do that. So that's how they got me out there. Yeah. And, uh, but it actually turned out, um, I had three or four ciders, yeah. uh, flavors while we were out there and I actually liked all of them, which I bought is, you one. I remember which flavor yeah, I bought you, but it was, you bought me the, I think it was called high and dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you had I asked the bartender specifically, "Hey, for a non-cider drinker who's a beer drinker, yep. what would you recommend?" And that was so. That was the first one I tried, and it was pretty good. And I tried a few more, 
So um, it's the, I actually it's, liked it. Was high and dry like the Def Leppard album. I held it with one hand too. <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> just being. I apologize. Just, uh, but that was a lot of fun, though. It was a cool place. Um, yeah. It's a uh, kind of a mix of retro arcade games and mm-hmm. newer arcade games. Uh, we have a retro arcade over by our house that we have a membership to, um, but theirs is almost all like classic stuff. They have a couple of new things, but this place had a lot more to choose from. We got um, to play a couple of games together. We played. We jumped in like this one um, arcade. It was like game. a shoot 'em up. Yeah. The like a R type style like side scrolling. Oh I can't. I, I actually shooter. have some of the games. I have that game on Switch. I can't think of what it's called now. It was all of the all of the labels and instructions for it were in Japanese, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> I, we, we had no idea what we were doing. But whoever those, was those playing are the be- those are the best instructions. Whoever was playing it before us left the machine on the last level, and so like Carrie and I jumped in there. And we're like, "What the fuck is going on with this yeah. game? It's ridiculously hard. <laughs> like, this game is really really hard." <laughs> <laughs> Um, um I can't, I but we I got all the way been... through and then it's like hey you win the game good Thank job you. we're like oh okay. boys from the other room has come in with, with the answer it's darius burst darius EX burst. was like the arcade version yeah. yeah so me and uh a couple of the other guys um we we recreated uh an event from my 10th birthday party <laughs> we played through the entire simpsons arcade game straight nice. through you yeah. at one point you walked by me and i had just i was like on the second level of like metal slug x i'm like yeah you were playing metal I'm slug play this the whole time and then you're like hey we're going to go play simpsons i'll be like all right cool i'll join you when i'm when i'm done and yeah so you could have played like, homer we got through it without homer oh no homer oh. no homer Dope. Bart's the best one to use in that game and anyway. Y'all came back. You're like, you still playing that game? I'm like, apparently. <laughs> you were like on the last level of that. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, we're done. <laughs> we, we finished it. I don't think I ever finished that game in the arcade. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Metal Slug are some of my favorite games of all time. I love that series. Yeah, it's one of my favorite arcades as well. Yeah, so good. Uh, and yeah, your wife was made like, like sandwiches and there was... Yeah. All kinds of like pies and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I I, I am impressed that like everyone was able to uh, keep it under wraps so well, given how much prep there was. Were you? It. Were you? When you? Oh, we're gonna have to post this because like uh, my Kim just texted me a picture of us playing the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that'll be the the Metal Geeks, <laughs> the homepage, the uh, header for a while. <laughs> but uh, I I know because everybody was like, okay, I, Jeff called and was like, hey, well, I'm, we're almost there. And everybody was like, what do we do? Do we hide? We were all deciding if we should like hide behind the crowd or not. We were all going to turn around or something. We didn't know what to do. It was, it fun, was cool. Right? I mean, it was fine, though, because it was all in that back corner and the place was yeah. crowded. So it was, it was crowded. like. It wasn't like I could see anything before we got to where y'all were. Yeah. Um, I started to f- like feel like something was up because when they let us in at the door, the lady there was like, okay, well, and you need to go check in with the like party person. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I didn't know this. I didn't know this was like a thing. I thought it was just us coming up to hang out, you know? Right. <laughs> so, that was your very first time there, right? Yeah. I've never been there. Okay. It's a good, it's a, it's a, I want to go there like on a weekday when it's not crowded. That's absolutely because it's 10 bucks to get in an unlimited gameplay, but I think you can pay $15 and you'd get like a whole month or something like that. I think that's next, right. Next time we should try to plan it where we're like, it's like a weeknight or something like that. Where mm-hmm. 
not as crowded. And after like 9 p.m., they kick all the kids out, which was sort of cool. Mm-hmm. 8, 8 p.m. Because 8 PM. Uh, my, yeah, it was eight. my <laughs> wife forgot her ID and uh, That's right. and we were like told, well, sorry, you don't have your ID. You can't stay. Forgot you married she's, a kid. She's clearly 16 years old, right? <laughs> clearly. like How long have I been married? Us? Yeah. <laughs> we will be uh, three years. This, three uh, years. This she's October. 16 so, now. So disclaimer, that was a joke. George yes. did not <laughs> date and marry a minor. That's, she that's, did that's not. a joke. Just for, for clarification. For the people who don't know me outside of this. Right. right. <laughs> oh, now she sent me a picture of, of George and I playing that horrible Batman Forever game. Oh, yeah, that was a terrible game. God, that was horrible. Just when you thought that uh, the stink on that movie couldn't get worse. <sighs> Apparently, it was Batman and Robin, right? It wasn't Batman. Uh, and... Was it? Yeah, I think because it was, no, it was Batman Clooney. Forever. I'm looking at it right now. Pretty yeah, sure Batman. it was the George Clooney one. It's hard to see, but yeah. Yeah, I can't see it. All right. Uh, well, happy birthday again. Uh, I was really happy with the card that we got you. It was like perfect. <laughs> we found like a, a really awesome black metal card in Austin. Yeah. We're like, man, that has Dave's name written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. I liked it. Um, speaking of Austin, the reason why I was in Austin a couple weeks ago was to go see Anthrax. Guess what? How'd that go? It did not. Mm -hmm. It did not go. Uh, apparently there was something going on in the band. They canceled like the night before in, uh, in Dallas. So we were like, we had already play or paid for everything. We paid for our hotel. We're like, all right, it was too late to sort of cancel. So we're like, all right, let's just play it by ear. See what happened. We were driving there, and yeah, confirmation that it got canceled. So they're playing shows again. Did they ever they say are. what happened? They never said. I think it was somebody in the band was sick. Um, yeah, I don't because I I don't. They brought in Paul Crook apparently as a backup for a couple of weeks after, or like a week after that. Um, Paul Crook used to be in the band. Now he was in Milo's band and all that kind of stuff, but. And he's like, "Oh, I'm back home now. I was brought out as a backup, so it it, it feels like it was some one of the guitar players okay. that was something worth happening. Um, maybe somebody got COVID. I don't know. Um, probably that would be the. I, most, it wouldn't surprise me. And they yeah, canceled the most another, easiest explanation, probably. Yeah, and they canceled another show last week because I don't remember where what venue it was, or what city, but apparently the stage wasn't up to code or something. So they're like, they canceled. Oh, okay, yeah." There was people there. They're like, "Yeah, this is not happening." I hey, you know what? That's totally fair because, like, a poorly constructed stage, like you can do some serious hurt. Oh yeah, that way. Oh, I played a, <laughs> I played a show one time where the stage that we were playing on, as we were playing, the whole stage started swaying front oh, to back, and I was like, "This thing is about to fall over." Are we on, and, a, are we on, a, <laughs> on a on a ride? What's going on here? It that's was how, weird. That's how brutal it was, man. <laughs> it was oddly enough, it was one of the best performances that we ever gave, and the the crowd was like was there for it. It was awesome. Right. And we're like, There's we like, almost died. Yeah, we almost died. It was very metal. It was really great. I got my, my refund back like that. Um, they sent a link out. They're like, Hey, if you want a refund, click on this link. And I followed it. And it was in like an hour. I had my refund because I use PayPal. Maybe that's why. Um, I mean the opening, I, they're like, you could just go and see the opening band. I was like, no, I'm good. 
Hey, you, breed you know, in Black Label Society. Yeah, I'd, I'd have probably bounced on that too. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. We ran into a guy in a parking lot later. We were going down the Sixth Street, and he had gone. To, he was he, he was in from like another like maybe Dallas or something, uh, and <laughs> he went to the show. And he's like, yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Brother. Was like, no, I don't think he was. In, his brother enjoyed it, but I don't think he, that dude did. He came oh. from Dallas to go to the canceled show in Austin. I guess because they they were in Dallas the night before. Maybe they were San Antonio can- or something. I don't remember. Okay, um, maybe he was hoping they would cancel it in Dallas, but not in right. Austin. Uh, so we wound up hanging out with a buddy of mine that lives in Austin, Scott. If you're listening, we actually. We went to Jew Boy Burgers. If you never, if you're in Austin, go to eat at Jew Boy Burgers. It's fucking great. And then we went and hung out in Sixth Street at a piano bar. Like Carrie desperately really... wants them to be a sponsor. I do. I would love them to be a sponsor. <laughs> um, the the Howling Wolf, I think it was the the dueling one, which is sort of cool because like they had they would really they would rotate people around, and then they they had like a drum set and like guitar and bass and stuff at some points. That's not was, very, very dueling piano if they have a drum set. I was ha- I was okay with it. I, I kept on I was uh, kept on making the joke. I'm like I'm going to ask him to play an Anthrax song since I'm not seeing them live. That didn't and happen. Did, did oh. no, they did an Aussie song though. I guess that was okay. But the drinks were expensive. I don't know. I even know how much they were. <laughs> but that's, I got to hang- that's how you know you had a good time. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no prices on the drinks so on the menu. He was like, bring me that, and they're like, all right. But we got to hang out uh, with a good friend of mine the next day in Austin, and we came back home. It was, I mean, it was better than being at work that day. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about – oh, speaking of Anthrax, I just wanted to say today is actually the 32nd anniversary of Persistence of Time mm-hmm. when, it, when it came out. It came out in 1990, which is, for me, a very pinnacle year of metal releases for me. And we're definitely going to do an episode of uh, MSR cast covering the nineties for sure. Uh, but yeah, the, I, I was telling George a little bit about the story. I remember being in the backseat of my parents um, uh, car in the, the station wagon, like in the one you face backwards and me and my best friend, Scott, we were both share, we were sharing a pair of headphones, like little earbud thing that, and we we're like, waiting patiently for them to play the new anthrax song they kept on they kept on teasing it coming up in the next hour the new anthrax track and then it was like got the time we're like oh well that wasn't what we expected (laughs) when you're expecting a new anthrax track i you know got the time is not a bad song but it's not what we expected but yeah yeah one of my very first concerts was that my mate my very first big concert was at 1990. It was uh, Anthrax opening up for Iron Maiden, and me, and my, my 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 friend Scott, who is unfortunately no longer with us, he passed away um, in '99. We uh we thought the coolest thing to do was like to headbang so much that night. We're like we're gonna it's gonna headbang. <laughs> we both had like a <laughs> like we both hurt our neck and shit. You got a condition for that shit, man. We did. <laughs> well, we didn't apparently. Not enough. I think we were, it was like a very, very first big concert where my parents dropped me off at the, it was at the summit, which uh, is unfortunately the place a we church, should, should not be named. Yeah, I was like 13 at that show. And then I got to see him later in the year when they toured with the Clash of the Titans, which was 
Anthrax, Slayer, Megadeth, and Allison Chains. That was a good wow. show too. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, a couple of upcoming concerts really quick before we move on. Let's talk about the lineup for Hell's Heroes Four that was announced. Uh, I, I haven't really looked Heroes. at it because I can't ever go. So <laughs> I, I went to Hell's why, Heroes Three. Why disappoint myself? <laughs> right. I went last year and I really had a good time, but there was a couple of bands that I really were excited was excited to see, and I was holding off on buying tickets. Um, the The ticket prices rise. Uh, for this show this year. Okay, whatever. But uh, I am not a huge fan of the lineup, but that's me. That's my personal opinion. All right, let's, what's the lineup? So I'm going to go through some of these bands you might not even know. Um, I know everything, so. You do not. Uh, I do. Okay, let's, I'm going to start Enforcer is playing Haunt, which I saw last year and I really dug them. I know all of these bands so far. Skullfist. Depp, know them. Broke his helm. Sure. Uh, Band Hallis, which is really cool. I would actually love to see them. They put a, a phenomenal album this year. Um, Night Demon, were, who were really cool. Uh, Ross the Boss, who apparently of course, is doing not as good as Day Demon, if you ask me. But no, it's true. Uh, I didn't ask you though. Uh, Ross the Boss apparently is doing a whole an entire Mana War set, so that counts me out right there. <laughs> uh, uh Goss, which who are actually really cool i wouldn't mind seeing them yeah uh, very, very goth satan is playing he's taking a time away from south park oh, satan. everybody knows satan Come everybody on. knows satan uh pagan altar who are pretty cool liege lord great fucking 80s uh thrash band demon is playing and the headliners are i mean demon and satan go hand in hand the two major headliners are razor and possessed so one thing you don't want is a possessed racer though. Wait, okay. So I don't want a possessed racer. You're though. you're you're disappointed because they don't have a candle mess equivalent this year. That's what your problem is, right? For me, the money that they're they're rise they're, the money is raised and I mean if you want to go that's you know the price is it's jumped. I was expecting a bigger band. I was expecting like a merciful fate or something along those <laughs> lines to headline Okay, but me too. I mean, it's possessed uh, certainly have uh, cred as far as oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this kind of shit's concerned. So I mean, um, Jeff Becerra, the the singer, gets out there in a fucking wheelchair and jams out. Man, it's fucking great. Because <laughs> um, he's that old, or no, he has issues. Oh, medical issues. I don't really know what they are, but. I I've seen live performances of them, and the the guitar player from South Park. I mean, from South Park, from Primus. I want to talk about the South Park scene. That's why I said it. <laughs> from Primus, start off and possessed on their first album. You know, yeah, Seven yeah. Churches. Mm-hmm. So I and mean, then he and then he got uh, guitar lessons from Joe Satriani. Did he? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. But he's a weird fucking guitar player, and I like it. Like, yeah, no, he totally is. Did you guys breaking away from this real quick? Did you guys watch the South Park 25th anniversary concert? No, no, but I saw a couple clips from it. Oh my god, um, it's phenomenal. Um, it's on, it's it's streaming on Peacock right now. I believe Paramount Plus. Peacock? What's that? Paramount, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Thank you. Yeah. It's there's so many of me. It gets confusing. I have to search on my TV. I'm like, hey, I know I was watching something. Where was I watching? And I don't remember. 
the show is phenomenal. They play they play songs that you want to hear. Primus is there. They do they do some music. It's just super cool. I'm a I'm a huge Primus nerd. Ween is there. Um, I they do uh, uh, a Primus song, but they but uh, Trey Parker or no no Matt Stone uh, does the part as Butters. It's yeah uh-huh. like the greatest thing ever. I'm waiting for them to, to release a clip of that so I can share it. But man, so it, it's really cool. If yeah, you, if you're a fan of South Park, you're a fan of the music on the show. You're a fan of Primus. It was all done at Red Rocks too, so they did they did this really cool like projection mapping and all this kind of really cool stuff to go along with it. Um, it was a really good show. I would, I would please watch it. I know I'm sure Justin's watched it many times. I think he's already commented on it. Yeah. But uh, there you go. Uh, gruesome is coming. Yeah. Halloween I, is I, around the corner. So, Was that? Halloween is just around the corner. It's true. Uh, gruesome is the uh, tribute band to Death that Matt Harvey does. Uh, they're playing with Immortal Bird. <laughs> to clarify, they're not yes. a tribute band the way that that term is usually used. Sure. They're not, not left, they're not a left band to die that was members of Death. Um, they're not a tribute band in the sense that they do death songs. Right. They do death metal in the style of death. There you go. Uh, They're influenced by the different albums of death. Yeah. And they, man, they, they got the sound down. They like, it sounds like shit that Chuck would have written. Exactly. Uh, So So I'm actually in an immortal bird, which is uh, Ray Amate. She used to be in a, what did we pray? If you haven't heard of mortal bird, they're really good too, but I just read tonight they're playing it at White Oak, but they're playing upstairs. And you know my mm-hmm. um, annoyance about the upstairs at White Oak from Hell's Heroes last year. This is going to be a crowded show, I think. Yeah, and it's going to be an uncomfortable amount of people in a room. That's just me. It's uh, not a huge space. It's not. You've been in there, right? Yeah, I saw yeah. Uwada there, and it was like oh, yeah. uh, Necrofire's like first or second show. How? I mean, yeah. was it crowded? Yeah, it was crowded. <laughs> yeah, I the last show I saw. I, I thought uh, the the stage is like not even knee high up yeah. there. Yeah, and true. um, I thought I I thought my there was a, a couple seconds there where I thought I was going to get my legs broken because oh, the wow. crowd the crowd was pushing me against the stage, wow. and I was like, oh shit. I'm going to snap my legs if, if I can't move. The last show so. I saw there was last year when the skull played uh, right before Eric Wagner died. Um, there was, there was like 20 people there though. So Aww. that was a lot more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, suckily. Probably not, as much not for him though. What's up? Probably not comfortable for him though. No. Um, I do want to say I'm going to go see uh, ocean of the slumber this weekend. Uh, they're playing, uh, secret group where we had our podcast event, <laughs> which is sort of cool. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I've actually said, I think I'm going to be doing an interview for the show. So that will be fun for, I probably use it for MSR cast truthfully, but I got, I missed them the last time they, they play and they're doing like a small tour. So this will be fun. I haven't seen them on this album cycle, basically, you know? Yeah. There's another one um, that got announced. Um, it's a little bit further out, but it's one that I'm really I know what you're talking about. about. What I'm is going. It? You talking about Soen? Yeah, I am. Oh my uh, god! Soen yes. is playing Scout Bar here in Houston in December, 
And uh, I love that band. Yes, Yes. December 8th. I'm looking at it here. Uh, I love that band. Uh, And uh, since I got into them, I've been like, any chance I get to see these guys live, I've got to take it. Uh, And they don't don't come this. Yeah. Uh, But even if it wasn't, they're just fucking good. No, I agree. Um, And uh, I'm just, they don't come this way a whole lot. Um, I I keep looking and I, I don't see them coming this way. So they're finally doing a tour. And so I definitely they, want to go. I don't know. Do you remember? I don't even know if they've said, I can't remember if they've even said, and I don't know that I care. <laughs> uh, <laughs> True. Let's see. Let's see if I can figure out. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I don't think they have said who's going to be touring with them. Yeah. I don't think they did. Maybe it'll be an evening with type of an event, which I'd be okay with. That'd be cool. I'm, I'm tired of this. This makes me sound old and crotchety, but I'm tired of too many bands on a tour. Like what happened with the Bortman car tour. The, these damn kids, they don't get off my lawn. I mean, what the hell? I'm tired of hearing so much music. No. Well, I'm, if I'm here to see a band, I want to see that band. I don't care about the four or five. Whoa, what? What? What happened? The I don't know if this is the same tour okay. or if they're just crossing over the night before. Yes. They're playing in Dallas right. with Catatonia. That's a separate tour. They're just melding together. Man, because I'd yeah, love Catatonia to see Catatonia tour. too. That's that is like that is two out of the three of my my dream prog metal lineup that I would want to see. I want to see Catatonia, Soen, and Leprous all do a show together. Oh my god, Soen and Leprous would, would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, so the Ocean Collective, if you've the never Ocean heard of the Ocean, and they're amazing. Cellar Darling. Cellar- you should go to Dallas, dude. You should go Dallas God. and then come back and see you go come to Houston. I they're mean, doing well, one in they're doing one in Austin as well with Catatonia the oh, night are before they? the one in Dallas. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. Mm, now I have to think. What day is October or December sixth is what day? Uh, I'll tell you real quick. I've got my calendar pulled we up. We got uh, it is a Tuesday. the sixth is a Tuesday. See that sucks. Sucks for me. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I, I have another concert coming up in October. I'm going to go see Weird Al. Oh, are you? <laughs> yes. I bought these tickets <laughs> really awesome. cheap. Like, there was like $25 tickets. I'm like, I'm going. There, he's playing like at Cullen, but this is a weird tour. It's a, he doesn't, he's not playing like greatest hits, like cover stuff. He's playing like, a lot of his like rarities and like deep album cuts and stuff like that. Okay. And he plays different set lists like every night. Um, uh, our friend of mine, Bill, Will Bozars, if you're listening, he's a huge Red Owl nerd. I mean, like way more than me. So he's like, I think he's going to follow him around for a couple of dates. And yeah, he knows, he knows way more about this than I do, but I haven't seen Weird Al since like the nineties, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Which is, unfortunately, the same night that Sabaton and Epica are playing. Where, are the, where is that one going to be? Uh, it's a great question. I'm not sure. Maybe. It doesn't matter because you're not going. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> um, it's true. Uh, a bit of metal news that happened today as we're recording. Uh, there's a, a shakeup in, in Elysian. Uh, Riley yeah. posted that he left the band. Didn't say why. He doesn't um, have to say why. That's his decision. You know, he's whatever. That's. I'm just saying he didn't yeah. give one. 
so. I'm looking forward to whatever he does in the future. I, I, I like him. I follow him as a person as well. You know, um, I know mm-hmm. he has his own video game company. The new Legion album, it's 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 still really really good. The new so, Legion album is phenomenal. It, it really is, and his, I I think what he brought to the table, his clean vocals on this album are so good. Whatever his next project is, uh, I, I'm I'm, I'm going to support it no matter what. You know, I can imagine him doing an all anime uh, cover album. <laughs> <laughs> Dudes into the anime. That's all I can say. Um, cool. So, uh, you want to get into what we've been uh, watching? Let's sure. do it. I know we've all watched the same movie, right? We've one at least one of these movies we've all seen. I pray that you've all seen this movie. Yeah. Mm. I I I, 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 I I was late to it. I I watched most of it last night, and then I watched the uh, basically the, the the final fight. I watched today. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I really, really liked Prey. Uh, it's directed by a guy named Dan Trachtenberg who mm-hmm. um, did the 10 Cloverfield lane. That's the name of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The one they were inside. That was a bunker. good movie too. I liked that one a lot. Uh, I used to watch him uh, back in the early days of like video and internet stuff. He totally was on a show, show called totally rad show. Yeah. And I, I used to watch every single episode of that. So it was cool to see him become what he is now as a director. I, didn't he do like a? He did a. a did portal. Pilot, yeah, that's what it was. He did the he the did the pilot movie. for the boys as well. He did the pilot for the boys. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was he was attached to uh, uh, the Why the Last Man at one point, wasn't he? Uh, a lot of people were. Out. I mean, throw throw a throw a Brock. You hit a director who was attached to that at one point. <laughs> Same thing with Uncharted. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He was attached to Uncharted or no? Yeah, he was. Oh, wow. And then he got booted off. Or smartly left. No, I think he got booted off. Oh. We talked about that Uncharted movie. I know it's like streaming on HBO or something now. I can't it's on remember. Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix? Okay. Yeah. There it is. It's terrible. It's, it's, it really is. There's a couple of fun moments in the movie but not really i'm a huge uncharted fan and then it's not like i think why when i first talked about my review i said if you didn't call it an uncharted movie and they weren't called their names it would have nothing to do with it it would still be a bad cheesy action movie (laughs) well yeah but you it wouldn't there's nothing about that movie that makes it an uncharted movie there's one like the shot of them uh on with all the stuff coming out of the airplane, that's out of the game, but that's about it. Well, they took a whole bunch of set pieces from the games, uh, like all the games, and m- mix it all into one movie. Yeah. And then let's, let's get back to really, Prey. I'm sorry. Really mix up the lore. No, definitely. Uh, so, George, what did you think of Prey? Um, I, I like, for the most part, I liked it. Um, I th- think I don't love it as much as everyone else on the internet loves it, <laughs> or as you guys probably did. Um, I thought it was very good for the first, I want to say the first half. And then I just kind of feel like, uh, the end wrapped up too quickly. Um, and I also feel like he way, he used the plot in pretty much the exact same script, but like the inverse script of the first movie, like he just took the script from predator one. He flipped the script. And uh, took it from the woman's perspective 
and uh, and then set it in the seventeen uh, hundreds. Yeah, I mean that's okay because um, this movie they made it seem like this is the first time their predators ever were on Earth, but that's not true, right? I don't know that it made that case. It's just that I don't feel like it made that case. It just was the first time that that particular predator I think had. Sure. And uh, this is the yeah first time that predator has ever been to Earth. Right. I got I got that impression, but not that it was the first time that the predators as a whole. Because um, that whole which, again, that's not part story of, and all. Yeah, that. that's not part of the 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 wider lore. Um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it was more, I think, about there was a parallel between the Predator, I think, and her that yeah. like, it, I kind of felt like this was this was a test for the Predator and it was it turns into a test for her. Sure. As well, I thought she was really good in that role. Yeah, I, the dog stole the movie. That dog was so cute. <laughs> that was a cute dog. Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like it stole the movie, but it was a cute Some dog. Of the- I will say some of the CGI looked a little cheap. Um, yeah. I, I don't understand but, the movie. Like uh, the, if you watch the behind the scenes of any of the movie, like they have, have like a, uh, like a robotic predator face and it looks good on the behind the scenes, but they uh, decided to go with a CGI face and I don't understand mm. it. I don't know. I mean like that bear, there's a shot, a couple shots when they're fighting that bear, that yeah. didn't look pretty, very pretty much okay. any any cgi animal looks terrible in that movie yeah except the dog the dog stole the show <laughs> <laughs> I, I i enjoyed prey uh it was i think they i don't know why they didn't release it in the theaters i mean uh i think it has a streaming uh thing has to do with streaming rights right uh, because if they release it at theaters i think it would have to go to hbo or showtime for so many months. Oh, really? I don't, I don't think uh, Disney wanted to share that. Yeah, maybe not. I always forget that the Predator is owned by Disney now. Yep. Well, it's it was so owned weird. by 20th Century Fox. Right. So maybe so, is the Predator a Disney princess? Yes. You don't know that. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed about the movie, I liked it a lot. And I, I yeah. saw a lot of people say that they felt like it was on par with the original I kind of agree. Um, I and one of the things that I really liked about it is that everything that happens to her through the course of the whole story matters. It all it all plays into how things get resolved at the end, how she figures things out, how she works sure. things through. And I like I enjoyed how tied together it was that like I actually felt like she was a character who was actually like learning things and adapting and getting into this bizarre situation and I felt like she was adapting to it. I felt like it was effective. Um, they, very didn't bumble physical, the, they didn't bumble the way through the script. You know what I mean? I, it felt intentional and I yeah, liked that. I, I agree felt like that. they, you know, whether or not it was similar too similar to the first one, I don't, I don't know that it really matters that much to me because I mean, it's the story about it's a predator on a hunt and someone yep. having to survive that. Okay. And there was no um, choppers in this movie though. And uh, that was the one line they decided to steal from that movie to put in this movie. <laughs> They're like, get to the chopper. They're like, what the fuck is a chopper? <laughs> um, but yeah, I felt like it was intentional 
all the way through. Um, I liked, so I, this is not going to be a spoiler free discussion. Let's go ahead and throw that out. There. <laughs> okay. Um, it's been out for a couple weeks. I think we're good. Yeah. Um, I liked the, I liked the addition of the faction of the, the French trappers. Oh yeah. I yeah. liked that because now you've got, you've got three different hunting cultures interacting with each other and they all have different codes that they work by. And I thought that, that was interesting. I thought that added an interesting dynamic to mm-hmm. how the plot went and how the action played out. Um, you know, there was like the dichotomy where like she figures out that the predator is not going to attack her when she is helpless. Sure. Um, well, the trappers don't have any fucking problem with that. Like that's their jam is hurting stuff while it's helpless. <laughs> and so <laughs> that I, and so that was great. And then the, and so they, <laughs> the predator showed up and fucked them right the fuck up. Oh yeah. And it, it was like, I, I liked it. I thought that the action sequences were well done. It was very very physical movie. She was very yeah. physical in it. Um, and uh, as much of it as was her, I don't sure how much of it was her and how much of it was stunt people, but uh, like it was, I thought it was well done. I, I guess I can kind of agree that the final fight sequence was maybe a little bit short, but it was brutal. Like she fucked him up. <laughs> and, yeah. Like I, he was probably glad to be dead by the time she was done with him. Um I liked it. I thought it was really well done. I think uh, I can, I agree that it is on par or maybe better than the original movie was Pocahontas with a predator. Uh, I still think predator two is better. What? Predator two sex in the city. Dude, the city. <laughs> they even have a reference to predator two in this movie. So I was going to talk about that too. I didn't catch that. Uh, yeah. Okay. You didn't catch it. No. It's the gun that she has. At it's the, the gun. The yeah. When she comes back to the camp and she yeah. has one of the trappers flintlock pistols. Yeah. 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 That is the flintlock pistol that the predators give to Danny Glover at the end of predator oh, two, wow. which basically means the predators come back and fuck her up, <laughs> which well, and the, uh, the, after the credit. like the, the credit animation at the end. Yes. Uh, basically says as much. Yeah. You see more predator um, ships show up and you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Um, we, we got to get my gun. I, I read about it um, today that uh, the the production crew's prop team kept trying to recreate the gun, and they kept not, it kept not being quite right. Uh, they they weren't getting it quite up to standard, so they were trying to figure out what to do. And um, I guess it was Trachtenberg's call ultimately, but they found a fan prop maker on Hmm. youtube who had made one himself wow and they were like that's it that's perfect and they got his (laughs) they they like contacted this like hobbyist i don't know if he's a professional or if he's just a hobbyist yeah well they couldn't get it right but this like guy on youtube made one (laughs) that was accurate so they just got in touch with him and they're like hey can we use your gun (laughs) for the movie it's perfect speaking of uh dan told his prop guys you're all fired Danny T is like became a man that day. Uh, speaking of aliens and predator, I was just on uh, cast off a couple of days ago, which is going to air, I think in September and we covered aliens. I've covered alien on that show before. Now we did aliens. And yeah. I think I had some choice picks for my uh, recasting. Yeah. So tune in to uh, cast off next month. And uh, we, then we can talk about it afterwards. 
Can't spoil it, but you know. That would be uncouth. It would. And um, if anything, I'm I'm very couth. Yep. <laughs> Game out. over, man. Game over, man. Man, I have I had I rewatched it over uh, last week too. Just uh, you know, prepare in you know. I hadn't seen that movie in so long. I'm like, it's such man, a you, great movie. You had the unworthy uh, choices of uh, having to replace Bill Paxton. I did. Yeah. I did. I'll share you. I'll I'll share my list with you guys after we record. Which so, do y'all prefer Alien or Aliens? Because they they have distinctly different approaches to totally uh, different movies. Yeah, yeah, the two different movies. One's a horror thriller. One's an action movie. I get that. I they are. That's that's my point. Which one? Because some people are like, no, Aliens is the best. Some people say Alien is the best. What do you guys depends, think? Your... It depends on my mood. For me, I like Alien a lot because the the mood in that movie. Uh, but I. And it was like what eight or nine years between the two or something like that, because Alien came out in eighty six, right. right? Yeah, and I, Alien and, was uh, Alien was seventy nine. Yeah, yeah. So, just in that span of time, how how movie making really progressed was was interesting to see. Um, like that whole I I love that. I think we probably talked about it with that series on Disney Plus about uh, ILM. Great. Light and magic. I'm I'm so into that stuff, <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I it, the first one I ever saw in the theater was like Alien Three. Okay. My parents oh, well. didn't take me to see Aliens. Rough. I was like only I was probably like eleven or twelve, but I don't know. So for me, for me, the choice is is easily Alien. I I prefer the, yeah. the see, first one. I I think I've seen Aliens more than any other movie in that franchise. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's more rewatchable than any of the other movies. It's good. Yeah. I feel like the, the mood that is established in the first one, like that's what I love about the whole yes. alien thing is that, the- that feeling that's in the first movie. That's what I like. Uh, and so like the, the, the video game that came out a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, I felt like that game captured that perfectly. That's when you had to like uh, hide in, in like yeah, lockers and stuff. It was yeah. a terrifying game and it I thought, and I liked it and I, I thought it was great. And I, I felt like it captured that whole mood Dave and the spirit really well. I, well. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I'll share you my, I'll share my, my list with you guys afterwards. I think it'll be fun. Um, I so I watched Alien. So so this is getting a little personal. My wife last week got COVID, so she quarantined away from me in the upstairs part of our house. So which left me a lot of free time at night. So I watched a bunch of movies. <laughs> yeah, where is this going? <laughs> I watched a bunch of movies on Netflix. Unfortunately, um, so let me talk about the first one. I watched The Gray Man. Like so you actually finished it this time. I did. It took me like three attempts to finish this movie and it wasn't very good at all. Okay. So, but it should have been the, the cast is good. The, the directors are the guys from community. They did all the Avenger. They did like in game and all that stuff. I'm just going to put this brothers. out there. Maybe the Go Russo brothers are not good filmmakers. I don't agree with that. Maybe, maybe they're not good filmmakers when they're not doing Marvel characters. Maybe they're not good filmmakers when they have unfiltered 
access to everything and they just have to say, Hey, I made Marvel Endgame. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I mean, there was elements of the movie that sort of worked, but it just wasn't, I mean, the cast was great. Um, everything about the movie was on paper sounds like a home run, but it was just, it was just sort of boring. It was just not. Yeah. My problem with that movie is like every, I, they're seeing so many movies that are similar that does what it, they wanted to do, but better. Like which one? What? Like it's like Mission Impossible. It's like well, yeah, Born Identity. It's like all those spy action movies, but those movies are better than theirs. I, f- I feel that. Um, I the concept of them, like, is this? It's like this organization, and then like there's different people and. I, it's been done before another movie that I watched on Netflix, um, which actually I enjoyed way more than this was a man from Toronto man from Toronto. So man, so it was, was that a, the, uh, Woody Harrelson movie, Woody Harrelson and, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the, the dude that's everywhere now, uh, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. Yes. Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart plays Kevin Hart. He's, <laughs> he nothing new about that but when he plays kevin hart well it's fun to watch especially when they're teamed up with i'm the like um you know woody harrelson's old grizzled you know ex-spy type of character and i don't know i thought the movie was it, it was fun it wasn't spectacular it was better than the gray man that's for sure well, um is that true in one shot <laughs> what's up it doesn't take much to be better than the gray man. Nope. But another movie that I watched on Netflix that I really, really enjoyed was day shift. Did you like Jamie Fox movie? That's the Jamie Fox movie was uh, Dave Franco. Um, Snoop dog. Snoop dogs in it. Snoop dog was actually surprisingly good. I bet he is in that. I could see him. Like when I saw the trailer and I saw him in it, I was like, God, yeah. I bet he's probably good in this. This is, this <laughs> as is ridiculous really, as that sounds. <laughs> it's a really fun uh, vampire uh, action comedy movie. They try different things. So the action in this movie, the the fight scenes and the choreography and everything, it's really good. It's done by the same stunt team that uh, did all the John Wick movies. And okay. they hired these weird contortionist people to play some of the vampires. So some of the, the scenes, they're like, upside down and walking like spiders and this weird shit going on. And there's some brutal gory, but really cool fight scenes in this movie. It's definitely worth watching. Um, it's it, Jamie Foxx is good. Dave Franco is good. Dave Franco plays like Dave Franco again. He doesn't really get away from that sort of like, I'm not good at anything type of role. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but I, for it's a fun movie it really is it's not the best but it's fun i think even george would like it Uh, it's on my list to watch it looks like a fun version of blade yes that's a very uh astute uh view of it yeah sure it's pretty cool uh i I, want to watch it 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 it, and and it sets up like you want to see more in this universe type of deal. You know what I mean? So it depends. I'm sure it, Netflix is going to get a lot of views on it. I'm sure they're going to make more. 
They they could do Night Shift, but that's a totally different movie, right? Well, they have to do Day Shift, Night Shift, Graveyard Shift, right? That there you go. Only, that's that's the, only the trilogy thing. right there. That's trilogy. the only that's the only way it makes sense. They're, then they're gonna do Sunset <laughs> Shift and yeah. Um, if you I'm everybody in it is actually really good. Snoop Dogg is surprisingly funny and and, and a badass in this in this movie. Um, there you go. I, I, I definitely recommend it. Uh, the other movie that I, I mentioned that I watched that I really enjoyed was the new Guy Ritchie movie, The Wrath of Man. Oh, uh, okay. I've seen it. Yeah, that's all right. I, I a, like Jason Statham. Uh, it's a meat and potatoes action movie. Yeah. I but told you I, about this movie a while back. Yeah, you did. I finally got to watch it. What I liked about it is it felt very Tarantino in, in parts of it because they – they moved around different storylines and pieced it all together. Cause, um, I don't, we're not spoiling anything, but a guy, um, Jason Statham starts working at this, um, like a money. What, what do you call one of the, it's a like bank. A, like they transfer money from <laughs> bank. No, not, it's not a bank. No, it's they, they take money from the, right. and they take it to the bank. It's like a security truck. Yeah, there you go. He starts working for this company and there's a whole bunch of stuff happens, but, uh, they show, I wasn't there, trying to be, it wasn't trying to be cheeky when I said that. Sure. You're all, <laughs> aren't like, you always, well, sometimes, but towards the end, they, they like sort of show like the other end of like the bad guys, their storyline, which I thought was pretty cool. It had one of the guys from uh, the boys and they had, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but the, he was in that show with Bruce Campbell for a long time. You know what I'm talking about? Evil Dead? No, the TV show he was in. Astrid Not Astro's Evil, Evil Dead, Dead but <laughs> Jeffrey Donovan from there you was go. It Burn Notice. Burn was Notice. That, the show? that was it. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that show. Yeah, I, I liked Russell Man. What did you think of it, George? I don't remember what you said about it previously. Um, I remember it being yeah, serviceable. It's better than <laughs> some other stuff that uh Guy Ritchie has uh put out there. Uh mm-hmm. it's Classic meat and potatoes, you know, yep. heist, heist, action, revenge story. There you go. And sometimes that's all you want. Absolutely. Do uh, you guys were watching any TV shows? Have you seen House of Dragons yet? I, uh, I was going to say before we moved to TV, I watched uh, oh, yeah. well, a couple things. I went to um, Rift Tracks' 16th anniversary show. That's right. Oh, man, that's awesome. How, what, what's uh, what's the, they show? They showed uh, the return of Swamp Thing. Oh, <laughs> oh no! The uh, is that the one from the nineties? It's like it's uh, let me, it's about then, like, um, like late eighties or something, right? Late, I think late eighties feels more right. Uh, Eighty nine, eighty seven, eighty. It was eighty nine. I remember uh, seeing that movie on Up All Night when it came out. <laughs> Heather Locklear is in it. Yeah, um, it's, I remember it being weird and. It very, is very, very bad, very weird and bad. So it's it's just exactly the kind of thing that they do. Um, it was fun. It wasn't the best. I don't think it was the best Rift Tracks that I've been to, uh, Rift Tracks Live that I've been to. But it was fun. It it always is. They always make a good time out of it. Uh, they did a short to start it out, like they usually do, about yeah. uh, a uh, it from God. It had to have been from the. 50s may maybe early 60s about uh it's like a kid's uh informational video about going to the dentist and like half of it is done 
with marionettes and oh my god they are horrible and creepy (laughs) and that 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 part was pretty entertaining too so that was a good time that was fun um they had a whole bunch of uh it was just at the movie theater around from us um they they do a simulcast around the country thing okay um they do the they, the shows themselves are done in a couple of different places. Uh, they're often in a, um, this one was in Nashville um, at a theater that they go to a lot. And uh, I saw it's like a, a nonprofit theater in, in Nashville where they were. I don't remember what the name of it was now though. Um, but yeah, then they simulcast it around the country. Okay. So that was fun. Had a good time there. Um then uh, the other night, my wife and I watched another Netflix movie, um, Netflix horror movie, Umma. What? Uh, what is it called? Umma. U U M M A. Uh huh. I haven't heard of this. Um, it. I we had neither. It came out in March. Uh, yeah, in March. It's a American Korean ghost movie, basically. Good. Um, bad it was like understanding it, it she was fantastic actually <laughs> i thought she was really good all the way through the movie i gave a really good performance um the yeah, the the cast is only like six people there's not many people in this movie she's not the first thing i think of when i think of a horror movie i don't think of sandra o. i wouldn't think so either but she was really good um but yeah, it was uh, thinking of it as a as a Korean um, angry ghost story <laughs> horror movie. It was pretty good, you know. Not it's not destined to be a classic or anything like that. Um, it was very it was watchable. Um, it was enjoyable. But what I felt like it was better as is it's really a story about uh, it's really a story about intergenerational trauma. Is is really what the core of the story is about. And as far as that goes, I thought that aspect of it was better um, there. Cause it, it, it goes through uh, it's three generations of this family that are affected by what happens. And, uh, and it, it, it deals with the intergenerational trauma and that, that was really, that was good. I, I think it's worth watching. Like I said, I don't think it's going to be a classic. Um, I don't think it's one that like I'll return to frequently, but um, I felt like it was worth a watch. It also had a really bad CG animal in it at one point. <laughs> we're I'm talking telling about you, man, those CG, CG animals. animals are terrible. Oh my God, it was awful. It took me completely out of the movie. Uh, and it was completely unnecessary. Like they didn't need it. Like if they had just left it out of the movie entirely, it would have made no it? difference. It was... Uh, the bad kind. It's a, it's a supernatural fox um wow. in japan in japan they're called kitsune i can't remember yeah, what they're called cat and nine tails yeah they had it's a fox with nine tails uh, i can't remember they're called something different in korea i i, I can't remember what it is but in, in japan they're kitsune but they had it one shows up uh and i know that like, they were trying to make a connection to it mythologically but it it didn't add anything to the movie and they could have left it out entirely and it would have been fine. But man, it, it pulled me right out of them. They need to up those uh, CG animal budgets or something. <laughs> yeah. Animals but it was are hard good. to create, I guess. Yeah. It was uh, produced by Sam Raimi. Oh, really? Um, and it was written and directed by Iris K. Shim, who is a Korean 
uh, American Korean director. So yeah, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of neat. I thought it was worth watching. Apparently, um, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies come back to theaters, right? With like some new footage or something. I think I it's, I heard that. I don't think it's Sam Raimi. Oh, you mean the, uh, the one that came out recently with all three Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's not Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Oh, why did I? I he that was the uh, the um, he did the Doctor the, Strange Doctor movie. Strange movie. God, I got those two confused for some reason. Well, it's easy to do when so many of their movies look the same. There you go. Well, and he oh. he did the he did the uh, McGuire uh, Spider-Man. Oh yeah, Spider-Man. That's right. The the Ridge Spider-Man. Anyways, they're bringing back the that last Spider-Man movie to the theater was extra footage. Supposedly and, extra footage. That's what they said. That's what they said. I wouldn't be um, so pissed to find out that it's like just like a scene or something. Have you something guys? Stupid. Did you guys watch House of Dragons? I did. I watched the House of Dragons. Dave? No. 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 What did you think? I don't was? care. I don't care at all. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so. um, Is there a doctor so, in the house? I, I went into it cautiously optimistic. Um, I like most of the actors in the show. Um. I like the history of the Targaryens and I'm, I was yep. a fan of Game of Thrones until he decided to, you know, fuck me in the ass the last three seasons. Um, I don't know. It was all right. Like it's, it was politically intriguing. There were some yeah. dragons and then it was a there really was definitely dragons. There was a lot, there was a huge eye roll movement at the end of the show, which I thought was kind of like unnecessary, but Are you, is, is that the whole winter is coming speech? Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking I was like, like really? They're really go, They're going there uh, in the it first. Was un, it was unnecessary, but they, I guess they added in for some stupid fans, I guess. I don't know. They have to tie it together, right? I guess. But I was talking to somebody the first time I ever tried to watch that show, the, the Game of Thrones. I didn't know any of the characters. I didn't know any of that stuff. My wife watched most of the first season without me. Then I went back and later I tried to watch it. I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. This is very <laughs> confusing. There's like 150 characters in the show. What is going on? Um, we finally sat down and watched the first season years, like a little while later. And we just we powered through the rest of them, you know? Oh, yeah, so you finished it all. Um, yeah, we've watched all the Game of Thrones. Cool. But like and that that was my biggest hurdle for the show was trying for the first for the first Game of Thrones was knowing all the characters. I think And now you're sh- doing it all over again. Well, well I think this show <laughs> relied too much of you have to know the lore from the other series to really enjoy it because it's like, oh, Targaryens and and all the names from all the people, you know, I get it. It's a, it's based on another book series, right? Or a book. Uh, it's based on a book. That's not really a book. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like an encyclopedia of like the the histories and the family histories of uh, Westeros. Okay. Well, that makes sort of sense. Um, I didn't, I, I mean, I, I had a good time watching it. It looked pretty. Uh, they've up definitely up the, uh, the budget on the show. Well, um, I, I, I was glad Matt Smith didn't really, he didn't morbid out the whole time. <laughs> Matt Smith was just like, was born to be playing a bad guy, I guess. He was like, cause everything his, he's ever, everything he's ever done besides Dr. Who he's played a bad guy. I would, I would even venture to say even his role in doc as Dr. Who 
he had a little bit of that mischievous evil in him as well. He was maybe just Matt Smith is just a bad dude. Maybe that guy's a dick. <laughs> but I thought, I mean, I I enjoyed the show. Um, I we're definitely going to watch the rest of the season. You know, uh, I'll keep watching it until I don't know till it's no longer enjoyable. <laughs> what about what about the Sandman? Did you guys check that out yet? I did. I watched all of that. I have you. What about you? Did Dave? you even watch the bonus episode no. that got released? No. Well, I haven't finished the first season yet. Um, oh, okay. So to you, it's not a bonus episode. It's just another episode. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I started watching it and then we sort of stopped because Kim, my wife wanted to watch it and then we waited for her. She got sick and then we started watching a little bit on Sunday, but um, I really enjoyed it. Um, the first episode is a little slow for sure. Yeah, the first episode does a lot of like heavy lifting of yeah. like explaining the world and what you're about to experience. Yeah, I think we've I made it to the end of the second se- or second episode, so a tour at definitely plan um, to watch more. What I really like about the show, it's a show about Sandman that doesn't have Sandman very much in it. <laughs> That's true. I can see that. It's more about the human interactions that he uh, is encountered with than so about the girl him. from the girl. You don't have to spoil too much for me, but the girl from Doctor Who, yeah, isn't is she the female Constantine? Well, in the comic book, John Constantine's in the in the comic right. book as a character. Right. So I don't think they had the rights to him when they made it this show. So I think they just gender swapped the character. That's what I read as well. I mean, I mean that makes sense. Speaking of DC, uh, what a shit show that's been recently. Yeah, no shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, looking forward I don't to really follow movie? what all is going on. I know that like some some bad money shit went down, but I don't really understand it. It's not bad money. What they're trying to do is save what little uh, discovery is giving them. Discovery, the discovery. For those who don't really know the complete ins and outs of it, I guess. Uh, the what the sh- short and skinny of it is, AT and T bought uh, HBO and Warner Brothers. Well, they bought Warner Brothers and they, which is also owned by HBO, right? And then uh, as soon as AT and T bought it, they went, "Oh shit, this is expensive and this is a lot of trouble. We don't want to do this anymore. Fire sale. Let's get rid of this motherfucker." And they've been looking for an adequate buyer. And then Discovery was like, hey, I'll buy it for, you know, this low ball amount. And so they bought it. AT&T is out. Wash their hands clean. And they threw up a middle finger on their way out. And so now Discovery, who owns Warner Brothers, this is like, cool. We really enjoy having you guys as a service. We plan on merging together. But before that happens, you need to cut $3 billion out of your budget. Okay. So that means... The head guy behind Warner Brothers is like, how the fuck can I uh, cut $3 billion by the end of this quarter? And so what they did is like all the stuff that they could save money on tax wise that they don't think that they'll get a good ROI on, which is a return of investment. Yep. Um, they will either claim it as a loss and they'll get that money back as a tax. Uh, like they'll make more money on the tax like refund credit. Yeah, like a tax credit. That's what happened with Batwoman, and that's what happened with a lot of movies that were in production already. So those movies are being called as a loss that will never see the light Uh of day. They can never Uh see the light of day. Legally, legally they can't. Right. So 
And they just announced a bunch of movies moved around. Cause like the new Shazam movie was supposed to be out in December and they moved that till March of next year. They just a, did a, and now the evil dead movie remake or whatever new, new evil dead version, not going to be just on streaming. It's going to be in the theaters, which is sort of cool. And the, well, the cause Aquaman horror movie. movies make more money than regular movies. Yeah. Cause they're cheaper to make and <laughs> they do well. Yeah. So yeah, like the uh, I, I just they, feel bad for all those people who work so hard on that Batgirl movie, yeah. and then like Michael Keaton like shot extra scenes to be in that movie I in mean, the bat suit. I mean, we're not. That's what sucks about it. We're not going to see Michael Keaton back as Batman because that Flash movie. There's no way that's coming out. No, it's coming out. <laughs> they're just they're going to have to repurpose a lot of the stuff. They're gonna. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to do something. <laughs> They just need to like cut their losses on that one. I mean, you can't. It's too late now. They already called Batgirl a. a, They already deemed her a loss, so they can't release it. Uh, I mean, you can't have that guy going out and doing press junkin' for your movie. No. (laughs) That dude's in rehab now, I think. I mean, he needs needs help for sure. So, what's that, Dave? In jail. He needs to be in jail. Yeah. (laughs) He is a he is a uh, predator of minors. He needs to be in prison. Absolutely. Not um, promoting a movie. <laughs> not promoting a movie and also not making money from a movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what sucks is that Michael Keaton is supposed to be in the Flash movie too. Right. Uh, and because of this whole thing, they're like, well, fuck, we're going to film this shit. Since we canceled Batwoman, we're going to add Batfleck yeah. into this one. The Batgirl or Batwoman? Batwoman or Batgirl. Whatever. I don't know. Whichever. So what they need to do, hear me out take all the shots from Michael Keaton. Well, they can't, but they just re- redo it. They've already brought Michael Keaton back as Batman. Just do a new fucking Batman movie with Michael Keaton. Fuck all the other ones. <laughs> Make your money. You'll be good. That's all people I'm, wanted to I'm care gonna, about. I'm going to put this out there. There are too many rebooted Batman movies. I'm tired of it. That's, There's, that's a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, re- I really like the Robert Pattinson Batman, Matt Reeves as Batman, and I'm excited that the sequel is moving forward. I'm really tired of all these rebooted. You Batman can stand movies. on that ledge by yourself because that's that's very too many Batman. Come on, yes, yeah, so there's way too many Batman. Not enough Superman. Um, I don't know about that. It's true. Until but they you find somebody who actually knows what the fuck they're doing with But Superman. you wouldn't want to see another Michael Keaton Batman movie? Uh, no, I would love to, but I mean, he, what, what is it going to do? He's old, man. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna prowl around in a bat suit for long. It's gonna be a stunt guy. Well, maybe they could do. Uh, was the one where he's old and he's fighting Superman? That Batman series. Batman Beyond. What's up? Batman Beyond. No, not Batman Beyond. That's like oh, like in the future, uh, isn't it? Return of the Dark Knight. Is that yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like an old grizzled version. Of, I'm tired yeah. of this old grizzled bullshit too. You tired of me? What? What'd you say? <laughs> like they they keep using that trope over and over again. Like let's let it die. All right, <laughs> let so, the past uh, die. Let's move on from DC and talk about Marvel. Uh, what what have we been marveling? Have you guys watched She Hulk Attorney at Law? Oh yeah, shit! I forgot I watched that. Yeah, I did watch She Hulk. Do you ever seen it, Dave? I haven't watched any. I don't think I've seen anything Marvel this year. Wow. Uh, yeah. I know. Um, uh, before we move on to She-Hulk, Thor: Love and Thunder is coming to Disney Plus on September 8th. So maybe you could watch that. 
All right, well, I'll I get be to going, finally see it. I'll be yeah, going to see it this weekend. Oh, that's right, um, you're going. Um, uh, and uh, um, about that. I, I will probably there there I may have a conflict, but uh, I will I will probably be there. Um, so yeah, I'll need to. We're probably going to watch um, Doctor Strange in the next couple of days. Uh, you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I no. Okay, like I said, I haven't. I don't think I've watched anything Marvel this year. Uh, I I like the Doctor Strange movie because I I like the whole Wanda vision, the whole Wanda thing. But um, I liked parts of it. Uh, yeah. Um, but we're not talking about that. Let's talk about She-Hulk Attorney at Law. This is exactly what I thought it was going to be. If you haven't read some of the older, excuse me, some of the older She-Hulk comics, she was doing that self-deprecating, breaking the fourth wall type of stuff way before Deadpool ever did. Um, Move over, Deadpool. There is a new She-Hulk in town. That's right. There's a new fourth wall breaking person in town. No, she's she did it before. He stole her shtick. Uh, I mean, there was elements in the, in the old comics where she would like, okay, so I need to figure out what to do. So she would pull the page and look to the further into the comic to see what was going, what she's going to do. I mean, there's cool stuff like that. I, I know the first episode had to, you know, really be like the, the how she became she Hulk, all that kind of stuff. And I, I thought the, uh, the fight, the training stuff was, uh, with Incredible Hulk was actually pretty cool. With Mark Mark Ruffalo. It's a it's a funny show. I I I imagine it's it's just like I wanted it to be Harvey Birdman Attorney of Law. <laughs> it's uh, going to be like each week there's going to be a new villain. So Harvey Birdman, but it's still per- there were still funny moments. So not, not as in, good as not as good as Harvey Birdman. No, Harvey Birdman's pretty great. Yeah. Um, She-Hulk is pretty great too. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't even fine. know how many, how many episodes this season is, you know? No, me either. Um, it looks fun. I know there, uh, the new episode comes out as of recording this tomorrow. So I'll definitely be watching that. Um, my wife's a huge fan of Tatiana Maslany. That's her name. The chick yeah. from Orphan Black. Orphan Black. She was a f- huge fan of Orphan Black. Yeah. I think she did a great job as, as the character, you know? And I know they're definitely going to be using her in the future, so. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Uh, uh, I liked it. I thought it was fine. Uh, really, the best part was the post-credits. Yeah? Yeah. The post-credits. Uh, the CG- was- I think the CGI is terrible. I mean. It's I mean, better they- than it was. There's, it's not. It's, there's it's this whole terrible. article about the. Uh, I don't want to go too far into this, but how how bad the the Marvel is treating their CG companies and stuff like that over yeah. overworking and underpaying all this kind of stuff. Uh, they're trying to do too much at, at at one time for sure. They're trying to get all this content out, and that's going to happen. Um, I don't know too much about what's really going on, but I just read I I, I skimmed through an article and like looks like there's a lot of people complaining on like red and shit about being overworked. And that's why some of the CG doesn't look great. You know? No, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I Hulk looks passable because I'm sure that his, uh, they have those models already made. And, but the she Hulk character did not look great. She looks better than the, the first trailer. They've really, they've done some upgrading it's she's not, still... she's not ugly Sonic, but, <laughs> it's still not great though <laughs> um okay 
let's move on. Uh, I want to talk about a little bit of a quick topic, and then I have something amazingly great, in my opinion, picked out for George Hates Metal. Oh, no. So um, our topic, the, <laughs> the topic I want to get into, um, it's a very touchy situation going on right now. Um, it, I don't want to call it gatekeeping, but it sort of is. Um, so it all started with Stranger Things season four. Oh, no, uh, it's absolutely gatekeeping. Yeah. Okay. All right, fine. We'll call it what it is. It's gatekeeping. Yeah. It, no, it, got, it's absolutely gatekeeping. I got called out for being a gatekeeper. The, the, the book is shut. Dave has spoken. We can move on. That's right. <laughs> um, so uh, Joseph Quinn, uh, I can't remember the character's name in the show now. Do you remember? Eddie, Eddie Munson. Eddie, Eddie Munson. Thank you. Metalhead from the 80s. This is like 1986. The 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 heyday of like thrash metal and shit, you know. Of he's like the poster metal. child for eighty satanic panic. That's yep. that's the purpose of his character in the show. Is he is the manifestation of eighty yep. satanic panic? Absolutely, the, exactly right. Um, you know, it, all these young fans. Fine, I understand that they they don't know that era of metal or even what a lot of heavy metal bands are. So it's like. When they when they brought Master Puppet from Metallica into the show, it it sort of skyrocketed skyrocketed that band uh, into a whole new generation of fans. Same thing was like Kate Bush song that made her so much fucking money. She was she's got to be kissing their asses for that. Um, but you know, she wrote a whole thank you letter. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so, and I get it. I, I get. I I'm in my opinion, I'm appreciative of them. I'm not a Metallica fan anymore that much. Um, but I, I do understand that Metallica is a gateway metal band. They're a gateway drug into other bands and other genres in, in, in the metal umbrella. And I appreciate that. Um, if younger people that have ne- don't know who Metallica is or only know like, you know, maybe interest Sandman or something like that, it's bringing a whole new generation of fans on board, which to me is not a bad thing. Now the thing going around was unless people, you act like you belong and get the fuck out. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> people are like, okay, well now people are going to be cosplaying as a heavy metal guy or, you know, I bet you first time you walk into a spirit Halloween this season, there's going to be heavy metal stranger thing costumes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's, this is kind of the same thing when comic books started to become popular. Yeah. No, no, no. Like it, everyone pretended like they knew comics for the longest it's not, time. It's nothing new. It's nothing new, man. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, I'm, I got called out for it by being called a gatekeeper. I don't think I am. I just don't want, I don't know. It's, it's a very hard situation. You know what I mean? So I'll grant you this. This is where I'll. This is this is where I'll go. That please. Uh, okay. So really, what the what is prompt, what's prompting this conversation is that because of the Eddie Munson phenomenon and yep. everything that's come out of it, there are elements of the metal community who are giving backlash to this and being like uh, that. You know, basically the the standard tropes of these are posers these are you know not real fans these are bob whatever right uh i the farthest that i can go with you down that road 
is that it's going to be maybe kind of annoying for a little while. Mm-hmm. So the fuck what? Who cares? Right. Who cares? There's going to be some obnoxious people for a little while. Uh, you know what else it's doing, though, is it's introducing a whole lot of people to something that they may never have ever known about. And so it's going to bring people in who actually find that they do give a shit yep. and really enjoy it. That's and they have money. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the parents have money. Um, <laughs> but the thing that, like, I say bring them all on because it's going to be a throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. A lot of these people are going to fall off. So what? Yep. Let them. They will weed themselves out. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't. Weed- don't get me wrong. I am not against it. I am not being a negative person about this. I actually think it's a good thing. But what you're expressing, though, I think, is in the meantime, there's an annoyance to it. There, well, yeah, there, there is a little bit. There, because I will grant you that it is irritating to see, especially like celebrities who clearly have no idea, like. I'm not just saying that like I'm assuming they don't know because it turns out it turns out a lot of people are metalheads that we didn't know were metalheads. Exactly. Um but there are times when people in prominent uh positions put on the I mean it's <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to make too big of a deal out of this but it's essentially it's a kind of appropriation, right? They're appropriating the the symbols, the attire, the, the uh, culture. aesthetic there, all of those things yeah. without understanding what it's about or mm. appreciating it. So it's a kind of appropriation. Is it on par with other kinds of appropriation? No, no. I don't think it is. Um, but isn't this is the exact same effect what happened when the grunge era became super popular too? Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but that that's the thing is it, it is, it, it is irritating. It's obnoxious to see that happen. Um, but it's a flash in the pan. It's for the people for whom it's fashion. Fashion changes all the goddamn time. Yeah. It will be a flash in the pan and then it will be over. Metal will continue. It will be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, metal has survived worse. Um, and metal has always throughout its history gone back and forth between underground and mainstream there's always been a back and forth and i think that it needs it metal needs that dynamic it what do you what do you be, think it is right now in in the general public are we underground the, or are we mainstream again in the general public i would say it's pretty mainstream with like ghost winning a grammy a couple of years ago or like a few years ago and uh i mean I don't know. Death won a grammy and 2017 or yeah but like um, they're pretty popular i guess metallic is being is one of the most uh they've made the most money as a touring band out of everybody but haven't they always though (laughs) so yeah they're they're like a they're an outlier they're they're one uh i mean they're like the world's largest rock band (laughs) right they're they're um they Anomaly. They were a, a thrash metal band, but yep. really what they're known for anymore is I'm not making a, a genre critique here. I'm just saying what their position is, is they yeah. are the biggest rock band yeah. in the world. I would not disagree with that. Um, um, so they are, they're a special case. 
um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't point to them as uh, a barometer for where the general public is on heavy metal. They're an exception to the rule. Um, Maybe we should um, capitalize and strike where the iron is hot. We should, we should do a whole episode about stranger things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we have. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we have. I'm pretty sure, like we talked about it at one point. Yeah, we have. But uh, yeah, I, as far as where I think it is in the general public, it's becoming increasingly hard to tell, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, because of the speed at which um, the internet, social media, and yeah. everything happens. Everything is. I think it's, all those I think lines it's becoming are now. It's much blurrier, and I think it's becoming increasingly difficult to tell. Yeah. Uh, and the trends trends happen so much faster now as a result as well. So th- I guess what I mean by that is like it could change from week to week or month to month sure. rather than decade by decade um, where the general public is. I will say that I, I'm fairly certain that the general public's awareness of not just heavy metal itself, but extreme versions of heavy metal, Mm -hmm. the general public is much more aware now than they were five, 10 years ago. Hmm. Um, uh, And I'm gleaning that from, um, again, a part of that's gleaning from social media and seeing, seeing people who uh, do not front as metal guy. Right. Who know the fuck what they're talking about? Um, like recently, uh, who was a Demi Lovato came out. She was wearing some heavy metal shirt or something. Or Lady Gaga. People are like, "Oh, she's a she's not a real metalhead." I'm like, "How do you know? She might really be into it." Demi Lovato just hired Nita Strauss to play true. guitar. Stole Nita so, Strauss basically. Stole Nita Strauss from Alice Cooper. Um, and like Nita Strauss is a fucking badass guitar she player. Is. Um, so she got what she. She came out of the Iron Maidens, right? I believe so. That's correct. The the, 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 the Iron all, Maidens, yeah. All lady Iron Maiden tribute man. Who I've seen live before, and they were fucking great. Um, I saw I saw her play with Alice Cooper in 2019. Um, she's very good, and so yeah, it's so Demi Lovato hired her, and I can't fault her for. No. <laughs> for I like that Demi Lovato has a real band like that, you know. Hmm. Um. So. Uh, it's, you know, I feel like to me, I feel like the, to bring it back around to me, the gatekeeping is worse than the, um, trendy flash in a pan interest that the general public is going to have. The gatekeeping shit is worse. Stop that shit. Y'all it's fucking <laughs> stupid. Stop it. And, um, it's, and it's not just this. It happens. pointless. When- it happens every, in the metal genre. Listen to Papa Dave, okay? It's it's point it's pointless, <laughs> um, yeah. and it's also unbelievably arrogant because ultimately, what every gatekeeper is ultimately doing is saying, if your experience is not the exact same experience that I've had, then I don't consider your experience valid. exactly. Fuck what you. If, Fuck what if you're you. the key master? Like you're, everyone is going to have a different experience. Everybody's going to everybody's going to have a different inroad. Everybody's going to have a different favorite. Everybody. Yep. Guess what? People get to it different. Metal's been around since uh, 1970, depending on your reckoning of these things. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> and there's always a been elitism time. in this in this field. 
there there has been and that I I'm also not saying that there shouldn't be a uh sense of cons- <laughs> this is going to sound weird but a sense of conservatism in uh-huh. heavy metal music like yeah. i'm fine with the fact that people are like hey but i want to keep these things about heavy metal around let's keep let's not forget these elements these aspects that's great i think that that's helpful but metal has never not changed right. ever ever uh it's always changing and that's how it grows and that's how it develops. And part of that is finding an appeal to people who might not have found it before. Um, and maybe they don't like the eighties thrash bands. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't like the new wave of British heavy metal bands. Maybe they got into it because they heard Carnifex from their buddy one day. Yep. Fine. Fine. Good. Welcome. Glad you're here. Um, your experience was different. You're a different age than me. You're in a different place in life than me, yeah. but you're here now. And so now we're here together at a, you know, I don't know, uh, at a goat whore show. They're coming through this week. I guess that's, I guess that's why it was on my mind. Cool. Right. Um, the gatekeeping shit's got to stop. Y'all yes. look fucking ridiculous. Well said. You look fucking ridiculous when you do that shit. If you, everybody has an opinion of what they enjoy, uh, Enjoy what the fuck you want to enjoy. Don't feel bad about it. Don't make other people feel bad. Oh, you listen to this. That that's bad. I don't like that. Enjoy what you enjoy. Let other people enjoy what they enjoy. That's one of the things that we do on MSR cast is we try to, we, we blend that together. Like, Oh, we'll play a, you know, a black metal song right next to a fucking thrash metal song next to a hair metal song. You know, I will say that if you want to take the, what's admirable, in in the gatekeeper is the enthusiasm that they have for what they love. Cool. Uh, that's best case scenario is that there's a genuine enthusiasm for yeah. it. What you do with that energy then is to not keep people out is you find the people who you think might be interested and sure. share with them and yeah. go, Oh, cool. You got in because of this, that, and this other band. I'm not real big into them, but did you know that they've been influenced by these bands that I right. really dig? Check them out. Share. Like, if you think it's important that people be knowledgeable and educated about these bands that you love, then educate them. Share. Get out there and stop trying to keep people out. Element right now. That's, I'm how not you, a fan. that's a better way to use that energy. I'm not a fan of most modern metal bands like, like, metalcore and like five finger death punch and all that stuff but mud and all that kind of fascist so fuck them what's up (laughs) it's a five finger death punch or fascist so fuck them are they really yeah okay well fuck them then but you know that type of stuff if you enjoy it and more power to you man but you enjoy that you're like oh well who were they influenced by they were influenced by that band let me go check that out and then it just goes down the line don't Mm -hmm. be a gate creeper (laughs) <laughs> no, be a gate creeper, not a gatekeeper. Okay, there you go. What What's your opinion, George? You haven't said much here. Uh, well, I, I mentioned earlier on. I, I I'm still kind of puzzled by the whole idea of like how this is an issue. Um, it shouldn't be, is, but it's uh, not just it's not just metal music too or whatever. It's yeah. I think this is like it, it. It crosses like multiple platforms, like music, Absolutely. movies, and. Talked about comics earlier, yeah. Yeah, comic books. Comic book nerds are probably some of the worst offenders of this thing. (laughs) For sure. 
I remember being a kid trying to get into comic books, going into my first comic book shop and getting shunned because I, at the time, liked Simpsons comics and didn't know any better that there were other comics to enjoy. I, the reason the Sim, the the Simpsons has comic book by a guy as a character is because I think most of us have had an experience like that. <laughs> that right. That's a good point. All of you heavy metal gatekeepers who think you're a badass, you're just comic book guy, and I think you need to be aware <laughs> of that. I'm going to help you out right now and let you know that when you do that, you're being comic book guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I don't really have anything like – I don't think I could really top what Dave said has – very uh, beautifully there. Um, yes. He said it very eloquently. and Very eloquently <laughs> with a lot of curse words. And, you know, if you can mix those two together. That's how you know it's true. That's how you know he did a bang-up job. That's from his heart. Curse <laughs> words means it's from your heart. And he's passionate about it, which is great. I'm glad that he's passionate about it. And, like, I agree. Like, um, there shouldn't be – gatekeeping shouldn't be an issue. Matter nope. of, of, like, sex, race, age – whatever kids people are going to like what they like and people are not going to like what they want to like and if they want to pretend that they like it okay cool that will only get them so far mm-hmm. like, like yeah. they can they can only pretend so far and um and to a point that's going to catch up to them to either a they pre- make themselves believe that they really like it and they become a like a real fan or they don't, and they, they go get bored on with it and walk away. Yeah, they and go the, on. And in the do meantime, we have in the meantime we have some obnoxious people, possibly to deal with. So, right. I mean, guess what? Some of y'all regulars are fucking obnoxious too. So, <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, the, and like coming from someone who enjoys a wide variety of music, like I, I, I like metal music. I love music in general. I think music yep. is awesome, and it's a soothing tool for me. Um, it's part of my life's blood, really. Um, and it like it goes hand in hand. Like movies is my number one thing, but like movies is nothing without its music. So and music for movies is really what gets them going. Absolutely. <laughs> Just get me uh, some uh, Amadeus, the you know director's cut, and some lotion. It would be a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, with that weird tangent, just don't, <laughs> yeah, don't away. <laughs> yeah, just don't, uh, don't be an asshole. That's all it really cuts down to. Like, just, you know, be cool. I be just wanted to, I just wanted to bring this up topic up cause I've seen a lot of memes recently and a lot of sayings, um, and a lot of people that I know personally, they're like, well, fuck these people for, I'm like, you know what? It's not like that. It shouldn't be like that. Everybody we should all try to get along. You know what I mean? It's we're all, no matter what you listen to. I just to, don't understand who, who's it hurting that some kid does buy an Eddie Munson, like battle jacket or a hellfire t-shirt. I mean, who does it hurt? Like that they want to dress up as a character that they probably identify in some kind of way. Maybe the band hellfire who, <laughs> no, I'm, who talking about the, alive. I'm, talk, I'm talking about the stranger things. I hellfire know. Club. But you know that the, the movie onward, um, one of the characters, I can't think of his name, wore a heavy metal battle jacket style thing. Hot, hot topic sold it and hot yeah. topic sold it. So, I mean, uh, that nobody bitched about it then. Come on, who cares? Well, cause it wasn't popular and it didn't break into the zeitgeist as much as stranger things. Yeah. Has. I get that. And when, you know, when you have a behemoth, massive pop culture, thing like stranger things, it's no, it was going Metallica, to not behemoth. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, wait till we get when we jump into the early 2000s when Behemoth does become in. Thing. There you go. That'd have been cooler if it was Behemoth. That would have been cool. I liked that scene in the show. Uh, I thought it was done really well. It was pretty cool. It was the most metal ever. And I still admit, Master Puppet, still a fucking great song. It's a killer song. Always I mean, has been, always I've, I've, be. I know you're no longer a fan of Metallica, but I'm still a fan. I, like, I will still play their music. I will, always, I will always skip over their bullshit tracks. Don't get me wrong. They have a lot of bullshit music. A lot of it. Yeah, but they have a good handful, if not a lot, of good music, too. So we watched. We were watching on, it might have been Apple, or the, the Carpool Karaoke is a series, right? Yeah. Um, there was an episode with Billy Eichner and Metallica. Which is actually, oh, I saw that clip. You with, I just there was like that one clip that was going around from. Okay, that they watch uh, the whole thing. It's really great. They go into like a grocery store <laughs> at one point. It was but, the clip. Where I guess they were like, I guess they were talking about like Billy Eichner was talking about Beyonce or something. Yes. That, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, the yeah. clip that I saw. It's it's a funny <laughs> it's a funny episode. I it's, mean. It's, <laughs> I mean, hearing James Hetfield and Billy Eichner sing uh, "Part of Your World" from The Little Mermaid is worth <laughs> the admission right there. Uh, that's that's pretty great. If you think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the other really really great episode was uh, Jason Sudeikis with the Muppets. Oh, I saw that one. Oh, that one's great. All right. Um, uh, but what I was trying to say earlier is like, I don't think it's a sin to be, and I, I think a lot of people, especially us. I know we joke about it a lot, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's a sin to be a fan of anything, one thing in particular. Nope. Like if you happen to like Metallica, cool. Like and no don't, worries. And don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of what you enjoy. I used to be that way. I used to like, I used to be. Carrie, there's a secret for the fans of the show. Carrie's a huge Nickelback fan. Nope. I wasn't going to say <laughs> and that. He, and he didn't want to tell anybody, but I, I know it. I've seen the posters. I've seen them, all the albums and vinyls that he has. And, he has the picture. Too. He has the picture of the photograph on his he back. He has the photograph. <laughs> on <that>. All <laughs> right, don't believe him, please. That's how he introduces himself to, to people. Is he pulls his shirt like, sleeve. He up pulls his shirt goes, up and he says, hey, "Look hey, at this photograph." Look at this photograph. <laughs> God damn it. And you know what? Every time he does it, it makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good I'm gonna, one. I'm going to go now. <laughs> but I, what I was going to say is, so last night I was part of a, a, a monkeys podcast called Monkeying Around, and I mentioned on there, you know, back in the day when I was like trying to be big old bad metalhead, I wouldn't admit that I, I liked the monkeys or I loved them. They're one of my favorite bands. I would listen to them all the time. But now I'm like, you know, I'm proud of it. I'm out of the monkey's closet as as it is. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> it's it separates you and and you know it individual individualizes you from everyone else. Enjoy what you enjoy. One of my other favorite bands is the Beastie Boys. You know, they're like what you like. Doesn't matter what it is. Music. I love all kinds of music. I'm not. I don't only you know listen to metal all the time. At at risk of so I I just had a a, a meta thought about what we were yep. talking about here and that uh there might you could maybe make an argument that my my screed there was uh was in itself gatekeepy in a way so <laughs> that I'm, I'm keeping out the gatekeepers um All I, you this, I, I think that i think the impulse 
to engage in that kind of behavior. Carrie, you were talking about how, you know, you, you felt this need to be, to present yourself as, uh, you know, cult and <laughs> true and all this shit, right. right. That you don't feel anymore. I think most people do. I think that that's actually a natural part of the process for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a natural part it, of growing up though. It's a natural part of growing up and it's a natural part of getting into anything that is as uh, beloved and mm-hmm. uh, rich as the heavy metal world is. And I think that a reason that a lot of that happens is the reason that people become so passionate about metal or whatever it is your thing is, is that there's something about it that you identify with and you go, this is me. This is where I belong. Yeah. And that's, I think where that spirit comes from is uh, that when foreigners come in to your space, it feels like a personal invasion because I identify myself with this. And I think that that's a natural feeling that a lot of people work, go through as, and I think it's, it's a maturity thing, but ultimately yeah. I think part of this, part of it's just age and time, but you know, uh, the whole time I've been a metalhead, I've also been a counting crows fan. The whole time I've been a metalhead, I've liked classical music and movie scores. Yeah. The whole time I've, you know, and in recent years, I like, I've discovered I like gypsy jazz a lot. Uh, like, <laughs> what, I, I am. What's, what's I am, gypsy jazz? <laughs> you know who Django Reinhardt was? No. Okay. Uh, basically, think if you know who Django Reinhardt is, that's basically what gypsy jazz is. Okay. Um, you, you probably know some Django Reinhardt, even if you don't know it. He was a guitarist in the 20s, 1920s, 1930s. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and, uh, Interesting tidbit about him: He was in a he w- he was actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Romani, um, and he was in a, a caravan fire, and his hand got mangled, and he spent most of his musical career playing guitar with two fingers because he only had two functioning fingers, and he's still like one of the best guitarists that's ever <laughs> picked up the instrument. That's like um, Rocky George he, from Suicidal Tendencies lost some of his fingers. He did. He did more with two fingers than most guitarists can do with a, a with complete hand. Uh, That's what phenomenal. she said. Yep. Um, but, but anyway, the point is that you know I think that that I, I we can identify with these things, and so we become passionate about them because we feel like it's a part of us, and so there's that that attitude can come from there. But the other, the flip side of that though is if you become too identified with it then you miss on the other things. Um, there is, you know, for Carrie, it's the monkeys or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you miss on these other things. If you identify so much with it, that you close other things out. And that includes people um, let the sure. people in and maybe, maybe you'll learn something and you'll identify with something else. Maybe you'll see yourself in something new that you never thought you'd see yourself in before. I mean, I became friends with George, even though he's not a metalhead. There you go. And now, me too. And now, I like movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm glad I did that for you. I'm really glad. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for this conversation. I think it was a it was a tough conversation to have, but I think it was needed. Uh, I feel better. So, thank you for my my free therapy tonight. Um, You're welcome. 
let's move on to George hates metal. Uh, Speaking of gatekeeping, I'm just kidding. Yeah, the whole <laughs> segment is gatekeeping. I'm going to pick a song. It's called Shadow Mind. It's from a new band called The Halo Effect. Oh, I listen. I listen to this band. Today. Yeah, I finally got around to. Oh, did you really? Yeah. So, George, what do you know about this band? I think I have a couple of their songs on my liked playlist. No, do you? I think so. The Halo Effect is what you said? Uh, Yeah, I have two songs liked by them already. Shadow Minds and Days of the Lost. Well, there you go. So one of the songs that I picked is something you already liked. Yeah, so there you go. We don't even have to do this segment, guys. Good job. Let's Round of applause. I don't think this has ever happened on the show. Do you know anything about the band? No, I don't know jack shit about the band. So the Halo Effect, it's uh, they're former members of In Flames, basically. Before mm-hmm. not gatekeeping, so when they, I they stopped left like when they got really bad. <laughs> well, let's 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 learn from what we talked about. Maybe they didn't get really bad. Maybe we just don't like the direction they personally went in. No, everything I, everything I'm saying right now is my opinion. So I can <laughs> exactly. say whatever the fuck I want. They got bad. My got opinion bad. is my opinion yeah. is they sucked after a while. But my opinion, you might like them. But the Halo Effect is former members, uh, as well as Michael Stein. Stain? Is that how you say his last name? I never knew how to say his last name. Stein? I don't. I'm not sure. Stana, or I, I don't actually know. Uh, um, the lead so, vocalist from Dark Tranquility. I was wondering why this had such strong dark tranquility vibes. <laughs> to me when I was listening well, you didn't to know? I didn't realize. Oh, you no. didn't re- oh yeah. It's, it's I, I listened. Everyone's been talking about it, and I I just listened to it for the first time today. I was like, man, this has really strong dark tranquility vibes. So it's uh, I guess Nicholas, now I know why. It's Nicholas Englund, uh, Peter Iwers, Michael Stein, Jesper Stromblot, and Daniel Svensson. Uh, Jesper was one of the original members of Inflamed, one of the main songwriters. Um, this album, uh, apparently the song comes from a rush song from clockwork angels, the song, t- the band name. So do okay. we need to play it? George, do you want to give your opinion about it? You want to listen to it again? Uh, I might have to, I don't remember what song I like. I have two songs that I've liked from them. So I probably only listened to those two songs so far. Okay. Why don't we take a quick little break? We're going to jam out to a little bit of the halo effect and we'll be right back. back 
We're listening to a song I already liked. <laughs> How did that Welcome. affect you? Did uh, it give you a halo? It gave me a halo type of effect. Yeah. But no angels are here. No. Uh, oh. no. We could change oh. that. So anyway, that was uh, the halo effect, and the name this, of the song was uh, called Shadow Minds. This is, uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of the, that 90s era, you know, um, Gossenberg melodic death metal stuff, you know. Um, Jesper Stormblood is an amazing, amazing uh, uh, writer, you know. He's a great musician, too. He did some of the. He wrote a lot of the Hammerfall music back in the early days. If you didn't know that, I didn't know that. Uh, like the first couple albums, yeah, he wrote a lot of the music for it because he was in the band for a little bit. Um, it occurred to me. I just remembered just now that uh, Michael Stun. I'm, I'm fucking butchering this poor guy's name. I'm sure. I'm sorry, Michael. <laughs> he was. Uh, he was in In Flames early, early on too. I forgot about that. Yeah, I had forgotten about it too. I just remembered that. So. I was always much more of a Dark Tranquility fan than an In Flames fan, personally. So that that's kind of the vibe that I was getting off of this myself. Yeah. The Have you heard the whole album, Dave? Uh, I think I got through the whole thing once today. Okay. Yeah. It's good, yeah, I and I feel it like it gets today. I feel like it gets stronger as it goes. Like it does. It, right? The album gets better uh, the further into it you get. I feel like it's a there's a lot of really catchy melodic gothic if you like your mellow death this is good stuff man yeah it's right up that alley it's creeping up on my uh, top albums for sure and I think and and it's generally well loved like anybody into the style of music is really digging on this album so George do me a favor listen to the full album don't just listen to a couple tracks here and there you know (laughs) and as I know that's what you do but well, I mean, I listen to uh, playlists on Spotify while I work sometimes. That's how I come across a lot of stuff. Yeah. I do, too. I, I do the same thing myself. So. All right. So uh, there we go. George loves metal this episode. Yeah. We're not, we're not gatekeeping you. I'm sorry, bro. I never meant yeah. to gatekeep you. You always do. Oh, I'm the key master, though. Oh, OK. <laughs> um. I guess that's it. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, what's tickling our geek? Anything coming up? I already spoiled mine because it was relevant to the earlier conversation, but that Sewin show in December. Oh, I'm, Sewin, I'm very yeah. excited about that. I am. I'm sad that Swallow the Sun canceled their tour. Got to talk about that. Yeah. Because that would have been this weekend or this week, right? Been, uh, God, yeah, I think so. It was. It was coming. I up think that would have been the tonight, actually. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was the, the like the the whole thing. It was uh, Moonspell was headlining. Um, yes, and saw them in 2019 finally uh, for the first time. Yes, and that was at the Scout Bar shit, too, wasn't it? What a performance! Who was that it, with? I can't remember now. It was Amorphous, it was, right? It was them and Amorphous and Dark Tranquility. Oh yeah, and uh, of Omnium, Omnium Gatherum. Uh, That's right. That was that was a hell of a show. That was a killer um, show. Everybody did great, but I felt like Boonspell had the best set of the night. Mm. Um, I, I was surprised that I that I thought that, <laughs> but I think they gave the best performance. Uh, yeah. When you're up with Amorphous and Dark Tranquility, and Omnium Gatherum doesn't have the same longevity, but they're man, yeah. they're that's a perfectly cromulent <laughs> melodic death metal band. Um, yes, 
they're very good. But yeah, I felt Moonspell really stole the show that night. So I was looking forward to I was seeing looking forward again. to that show tonight because <laughs> yeah. you guys know I'm a huge fan of Swallow of the Sun. And they played, was it November of 21? They were the last time they were here. So something like that. I've never gotten to see them before, so I was I was looking oh, forward really? to that as well. Yeah. Oh man. Well it's always next always time to like come we will definitely or something. I will definitely take you to see Swallow the Sun, my friend. It's it's a, an emotional experience for sure. They're they're really good live. I'm you you laugh, but you know, when you see one of your favorite bands live and they have so much emotion and ferocity when they perform, it's amazing. So now I'm sad that I'm not seeing them tonight and talking to you guys instead. Yeah, what bullshit. What bullshit. <laughs> oh, so what's tickling your geek, George? Uh, well, September 2nd, the new Lord of the Rings show comes out. That's next weekend. Yes, it is. I'm very should, excited for it. We should all watch it and then do an episode next week. we got to get Sean involved in that. Absolutely. He's a, he's a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so let's definitely do that. Yeah, I have some uh, Lord of the Rings Tolkien uh, stuff planned for the next couple episodes for us. Awesome. I'm looking forward I've, to it. There's one I've ring to avoiding, rule them all. I've been avoiding all of the promotional material for this. Yeah, I think um, I think Dave's going to love this show. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point the shot right now. I'm pointing, I'm pointing, pointing to the Raptors. <laughs> Babe Ruth style. <laughs> Babe Ruth in this shit. Dave's going to love it. We'll see. Uh, I haven't been avoiding it because I'm anticipating loving it a lot. I'll put it that way. I, I know, um, I, I know, but I'm hoping that uh, the nerdiness of Jeff Bezos and the amount of money that they put into the show will prove fruitful. We'll see. Also, Jay Bayona is a pretty big Tolkien fan too, who's uh, the showrunner and producer of the uh, or director of the first five episodes. I think. Okay. Okay. How many episodes there are going to be in the season? Do you know? Well, they already got three seasons planned, and Jeez. I think each episode's about an hour. How much of that's going to be walking? All of every episode's walking. <laughs> it's there's, there's no denying or getting bet, out of that. There, there is likely to be walking in every episode. Yes, gonna, I would I'm imagine gonna so. I'm going to guess someone's walking to one other distance. In the I mean, we don't have cars. In I mean, va- in vast uh, landscapes, <laughs> we don't have cars or high tech technology to get you around. What do you, funny enough, do you do? they did not shoot the show in New Zealand, which I thought was funny, uh, which not. is interesting. Yeah, they did not shoot this in New Zealand. Where do they shoot it at? Uh, different parts of Europe, I believe. Okay, so. And I believe Dave, correct me if I'm wrong. This takes place like thousands of years before Lord of the Rings even takes place. I that was what I had originally thought. I've heard uh, different things, and like I said, I'm not keeping up with it um, because I have concerns, and I just feel like I'm just going to stay out of it until it's a thing, and then I'll check it out and decide if I like it. I had heard <laughs> I had heard originally that it was supposed to be about the fall of Numenor, which yeah, that was Second Age. That's you know hundreds years prior to the events of Lord of the Rings. Then I've also heard that it takes place between the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. I've heard it takes place at other times. So I don't know. Uh, well, oh, I guess we'll, we'll find out next we'll find week. Out. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched one trailer, but I don't really know too much about it. I'm trying to stay away as well too. just jump into it. Um, so what's tickling my gig. I have a couple things. Clerk three is coming out uh, in October. I'm looking forward to that. I'm probably going to go to, one of the Phasm events 
because there's no Q&A tour in Houston yet. They haven't announced a Houston date. They've I done a Dallas and an Austin, but and I've been asked if I wanted to go to the Austin, one of the Austin dates. I'm, I don't know if that's going to work out yet. But the other thing is Games, Gamescom is this weekend or this week in Germany. It's like the, uh, the European version of E3, really. And uh, one of the games that they've been promoting um, this week is a game I'm really looking forward to. It's called High on Life. It's a new Squanch Games. Uh, oh, that looks good. Game. It looks really fun. I saw the they, trailer for that. I watched a 24-minute playthrough of like the first level. Man, if you are a fan of their comedy and, and Justin Roiland style, there's so much to love on this game. Um, because there's you walk by TV and you can just sit there and watch TV episodes of like a fake show that they've created for this game. And it looks, it's so much fun. Um, there was a stranger, uh, strangers Wrath. It was an odd world game that came out years ago that <clears throat> first person that goes in the third person, but you were like a bounty hunter and you picked up these, these living weapon, like these guns, but the, the ammo were like real live animals and i get that feeling from this game because the the guns in the game are they talk to you and basically the the main character of the game is sort of like silent and all the the narrative style comes from like your gun so i'm looking forward to this game it looks like so much fun um it, it comes out in december and it will be a xbox games pass day of release but i'm looking forward to, i want to i want to own this game uh give me a collector's to, edition carry to uh clarify what you said earlier you said that they're not going to do a clerks three thing here that they are in houston oh no it's just a fathom event it's right, not right, a, right it's right. not the tour i see what you're saying right yeah the fathom event i i just I thought you were saying the fathom events were going to happen here i was like i'm pretty sure they are no no, no no the the, the actual Kevin q a portion of it yeah yeah but I'll go see it twice, maybe. I don't know. I'll support them. I'm looking yeah, forward we'll, to Clerks 3. We'll see. I'll, I'll wait till the first reports come out. I'll let you know. You'll probably hate it anyways, but whatever. That's I mean, okay. I mean, if it's anything like Reboot, good God. No judgment. Uh, I think that's it. Let's uh, let's wrap it up, guys. Uh, thanks for that's tuning a, in to episode number Keep it up. <laughs> let's, uh, damn it. Um, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to episode number 222 of the metal geeks podcast. Of course you can find us all over the internet at metalgeeks.net or on all the social handles at, at metal geeks, uh, any place where you download your podcast, like Spotify or any of your favorite podcasters. That's where you can find us and our sister show MSR cast, which, uh, we're about to get into our 18th year of doing that show. Cool. And we just celebrated our 10 year anniversary of this show. I can't believe that. It's so crazy. You're 11. Um, so yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out with us all these years, man. Appreciate it. Oh, and, uh, ESO network.com is where you can find us and all the other shows that make up the network. You'll always find something really cool and geeky there. What about you, Dave? Where can people find you? Um, at red Viking Dave, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, are you working uh, on any in, projects right now? Um, sort of, I, <laughs> depending on how, how the weather goes, I may or may not be doing a event this weekend. Um, oh, cool. but 
yeah, uh, just kind of that kind of sort of thing. We're doing doing some smaller uh, art shows and stuff like that. Um, nothing real big right now. Uh, we have a big project down the road that we're going to have to start getting ready for, which I was t- telling you guys about before we got started here. Yeah. So. All right. I'll cool. talk I more have something about that just, as it gets closer. I just thought of something. Maybe uh, I want to talk to you about after after we're offline here, but. All right, uh, George, where can people find you? You could find me on all the social medias at George Tripsis. And uh, you can hear me complain or not complain about stuff. Oh, you'll, he'll, he'll be complaining. Don't worry about it. He won't let you down. It's true. <laughs> well, thanks again for hanging out with us on this episode. And as always, the last thing we have to say is we won't it, gatekeep you from keep, this episode. We promise. Keep it inclusive. <laughs> keep it, keep, keep it, it metal. Keep super it geeky, inclusive. Keep it inclusive. Keep it not gatekeeping. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. Good night. Hey, Geek Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal. Modern Musicology is a podcast covering topics on rock and pop, ranging mostly from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, with occasional excursions into the 60s and aughts, and even occasionally the 2010s. Anything is fair game. Classic rock, R&B, folk, punk, prog, rap, metal, and way more, with two Americans, one Brit, a ton of fun, and a healthy dose of cynicism. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.